Welcome to Quest for Gold. We are two weeks out from the opening ceremonies in Tokyo, and we learned this week the Summer Olympics will open up to no fans at Tokyo venues. The Prime Minister of Japan announced Thursday a new state of emergency aimed at containing the rising COVID-19 infections. Following that announcement and meetings with several organizations, the IOC released a joint statement with the Tokyo Organizing Committee reading, no spectators will be allowed into any venues in Tokyo during the Olympic Games. And under the policy in areas where emergency measures are not enforced, local government authorities will decide the policies on spectators. IOC President Thomas Bach took part in those discussions, but virtually. He's in Tokyo, but in three-day mandatory isolation upon arrival. We'll uh, support uh, any measure uh, which is necessary uh, to have safe and secure Olympic and Paralympic uh, Games uh, for the Japanese people and all of the uh, uh, participants. Tokyo has seen another upsurge in COVID-19 cases. The numbers have risen to their highest level in two months. To date, only about 15% of the Japanese population is fully vaccinated. A member of the Serbian Olympic rowing team has tested positive for COVID-19. He tested positive while trying to enter Japan for the Olympic Games. Back in the U.S., following her suspension from the 100 meter due to marijuana use last week, track and field star Shakari Richardson was left out of the pool for the women's 4x100 meter. She will not be going to Tokyo. The suspension is getting the eye of athletes and federations around the world, many weighing in. Marijuana is legal in Oregon, where it was consumed by Richardson. Pot also seemingly has no impact on athletic performance. But ultimately, WADA, the world anti-doping agency, decides what athletes are allowed to use. USATF released a statement saying that while the organization agrees that the merit of the world anti-doping agency rules related to THC should be reevaluated, it would be detrimental to the integrity of the U.S. Olympic team trials for track and field if USATF amended its policies following competition and only weeks before the Olympic Games. Adding, so while our heartfelt understanding lies with Shakari, we must also maintain fairness for all athletes who attempted to realize their dreams by securing a place on the U.S. Olympic track and field team. Jessica Springsteen is among four members of the U.S. equestrian team securing an Olympic bid. Jessica is the daughter of Bruce Springsteen. Nefeli Papadakis secured her spot on the Olympic team for USA Judo this week. We spoke to her in episode 52. Japanese tennis star Naomi Osaka is slated to participate in the Games. In an essay published this week by Time Magazine, the 23-year-old discussed her struggles with mental health. She says when she withdrew from the French Open, celebrities including Michelle Obama, Steph Curry, and Michael Phelps reached out to her in a show of support. She's asking for a change in how tennis handles news conferences, including allowing for sick days. On this week's Athlete Spotlight, we had a chance to chat with Stephanie Dolson of the Chicago Sky. She qualified for Team USA in the brand new Olympic event, 3-on-3 Basketball. She's used to playing five on five, but there's something about this new event that fits her game well. Congratulations on the Olympic bid. I, I know that you probably had a good feeling coming out of Europe at last month that you were going to be on the roster, but I, I guess until you know for sure, it's it's probably not done, not a done deal, huh? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's always that possibility, but you know, a lot of us knew uh, we put in so much work with USA basketball and like off season part of it of training. Um, you know, that we were hopeful that we would get that final call of, you know, being on the roster. So I'm very excited that I, uh, got chosen. What was it your goal all along to at some point become an Olympian? When did this kind of become a reality, at least in your mind of something that you wanted to accomplish or something you wanted to do? Um, I think, I mean, it's been my 
dream for a while. Uh, but I think when it really became like an actual goal, uh, maybe 10 years ago, um, you know, coming out of coming into college, uh, really getting that chance at USA basketball is at a young age. I think I knew I was like, I have a chance. Um, so I've always tried at five on five, but then once this three on three opportunity came into play, it was a game changer, um, because I really enjoyed it. I was pretty good at it. Um, and that's when it really became a reality. Like I could make it to the Olympics. And so here I am. Is there, is there something unique about your game that plays well in three on three versus five on five, or is it just something that you've been working at? I think it plays well because I just do the simple things. And I think simple basketball works the best with three on three. Uh, a lot of times at UConn, like when I learned the game of basketball, we learned a lot of three on three and then two on two. Uh, so I kind of just know those, those parts of the game of just simple plays, easy passes, screening and rolling um, and finishing well. So I think it translates pretty well to uh, the three on three game. Tell, tell me a little bit about this team, the three others that are on the team, kind of how you guys came together, how you gelled. Um, what's the vibe on, on the team like? Uh, the vibe is awesome. We all know each other from years of playing around each other with each other. Um, you know, I played with Katie Lou uh, in Chicago. So we always have a good time when we're together. But when we play, like the chemistry is just insane. Um, Alicia is basically just a bucket. Like she's probably our go-to kind of one-on-one player. Um, the pick and rolls with me and Kelsey Plum are like, I think the best because people can't switch, um, on us. So we usually get a shot and then Katie Lou's just our shooter. You know, she's always there to space and, um, knock down threes when we need her to. And then defensively, we all just kind of switch and do our job. So overall, I think we all bring, you know, what we're good at and we do it well. Is there any added pressure because this is the first year of three on three or is this just fun for you? I mean, is, is there any like, oh boy, we, I want to do this well so that this continues to last on for generations? Yeah, I, there's definitely that added pressure. I mean, there was the same pressure when we went to the qualifying tournament. It was like, this is our first and only chance to make the Olympics. You know, we can't let the country down. Uh, so that was kind of that first level. And I'm, I'm really happy that we all got to experience that because I think that'll kind of get us ready for the actual Olympics. But yeah, now it's the next step is that pressure of, you know, it being the first time ever in the Olympics and, you know, USA when it comes to basketball, low key, like a dynasty. Uh, so we just want to keep that up and represent well. Yeah. That, that's, that's the other pressure, right? I mean, you're USA, you've got USA on the Jersey. I mean, you're expected to come home with gold, anything less right. than that. Do you feel that or, or, um, is that just, I can't worry about that. I, you know, what happens happens and we know that these games can get wild and weird. And, you know, I, I guess I, what's your mentality going into the, the games? I think a little bit of both, uh, you know, you're, you always want to represent what's on your Jersey, the best to your ability. Um, but yes, being that it's USA and, uh, basketball, it, it's very highly rated, uh, in the U S so I want to do well for that reason, but at the same time, I'm also realistic that anything can happen. So, you know, I just want to go in there and focus on, you know, the four of us and us playing as well as we can together. And, you know, I mean, the cards will play out as they, as they may. Are you going to be in a separate bubble from the five on five squad? Or are you guys all traveling together, training together? How's that going to work? Um, 
I think we're not training together. We're going to travel together. Uh, but then I believe when we're in Tokyo, we stay separately because I think our game locations are different places, I think. But I'm not like 100% positive. These games are going to be different. I mean, I, this would be your first Olympic Games, but I mean, we, we know no foreign fans. You're not going to be able to hang out in Olympic Village. You, you know, there, there are going to be a lot of things that a normal Olympic experience that in a normal Olympic experience that you won't be able to do here. Have you thought about all of that? I mean, are there things that you wish you could have done or you will be able to do, or you still hope to be able to do when you're maybe outside of, uh, of, or off the court? Yeah. I mean, I've thought of that. I think it's a little disappointing, you know, that we may not be able to meet other athletes, uh, be able to go to see other sporting events during the Olympics um because of the strict bubble that they have so that's kind of sad uh, i was really looking forward to being able to do stuff like that but you know i'm still grateful and, and honored and excited to go to just be a part of the opening ceremonies um and then the potential of winning a medal um you know and then i've never been to tokyo so i'm also very excited to go there so yeah that's what i that's what i was going to ask i mean it's just going to be japanese fans there and i know they're raucous in a lot of other sports hopefully basketball as well but it's probably also going to be hard to look up in the stands and not see friends and family who helped you on this journey get to this point i know that's one thing that i'm hearing from a lot of people that that it, they're kind of disappointed about that yeah yeah my family is definitely sad um and me too i'm very disappointed that they can't come but they're already you know they've already ordered like pajamas with you know the olympic rings on it and uh usa on it and stuff because my mom just keeps saying that our games will be on at like 2 or 3 a.m sure. so she's like we'll be in pajamas uh so it's nice that they're supporting from afar and um i know they're still as excited for me and then i'm sure that uh, tokyo fans are going to be crazy especially when we play tokyo um or japan uh, in the game. So it's going to be crazy. And do you feel safe about the protocols they're putting in place? I mean, I, I saw the huge playbook of when you guys land at the airport, you can't stop at any gift stores and there's going to be a car that picks you up and you're not, you know, when, when, when you're done, you have to get out of there. I mean, I, are you feeling good that the, the, the safety protocols are in place to keep everyone safe? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the, the Olympic qualifying tournament that we played in Austria was extremely well done. Protocols were on point, um, you know, very strict. So I feel safe and comfortable with uh, whatever protocols they have in place for us. And, you know, once we get there, I know they'll take care of us. Are you guys going to do opening ceremonies? You, you're kind of at the back end of the week, right? So maybe closings? No idea. Yes. Yeah. I'm not really sure. What do you tell people when they ask, what's the big, biggest difference between three on three and five on five? Um, probably just the, the pace of it. I mean, three on three is so fast. Um, you know, you go from offense to defense back and forth, uh, you know, it's nonstop. So it's, yeah, it's just really fast and then really physical. I think the game is way more physical than five on five. The refs don't call a lot of fouls. Um, and when they do, it's like blatant fouls where people are like ripping your arms down and stuff. Um, so I think those two are probably the biggest uh, change or difference between that and 505. You're in a unique spot right now because being three on three, a lot of your teammates on the sky that they haven't played it, especially at this level before. So I don't know, can you, can you lean on some of your teammates and, and you know, when, when you're, when you're back with the sky and be like, you know, what would you do in this situation? Or are they kind of looking at you like, wow, you know, that, that 
you kind of got your own unique skill set and, and we don't know anything about it. Uh, I wouldn't say I lean on them. If anything, they're just very curious about it. Uh, especially my two teammates, Allie and um, Courtney Vandersloot. They were the main ones who were texting me. You know, they would watch the games. They would say all these things about it. Like, oh my God, it looks so fun. And it's crazy. Uh, it's so fast, whatever. Uh, and then now that I'm back, they kind of just ask questions about the game and like kind of the rules of it. Cause a lot of people don't understand, you know, the different rulings when it comes to three on three. So they're more intrigued with the game than, um, you know, helping. Has it been chaotic bouncing back and forth between team USA and the three on three, and then coming back and doing five on five in the WNBA? I mean, your schedule is obviously all jumbled up. I, maybe sometimes you don't exactly know where you're waking up or what you're supposed to be doing, but I, I mean, right. is, it, is it an easy transition when you step into the gym to know, you know, what your role is and, and you know, what, what your responsibilities are? Uh, yeah, for me, it's easy because my role is basically the same in both um, in both games. You know, it's getting people open, finishing well, shooting well, you know, just being efficient uh, in what I do. I think for me, the hardest transition is the ball, because in the three on three, we're using the, the ball that's um, the size of the women's, but the weight of the men's. So then I like the first day I came back to Chicago and I was shooting I was shooting bricks because it was so light. So it was just bouncing off the rim and, you know, bouncing off the backboard. So that's probably the hardest uh, transition for me. But then obviously, yeah, the back and forth is just, it's been a lot. I know the WNBA has been very supportive of uh, athletes expressing themselves about racial injustice. Has there been any chatter? Has there been any discussion about maybe ways to, to bring up topics of racial injustice in these games with that forum at all? Um, not that I've been a part of, uh, I know we haven't, uh, talked about it within our three three kind of family. Um, but I think in general, just knowing that that's the case, it is, it's disappointing. Um, I think a little unfortunate that we're not able to express ourselves, um, in that matter, because it has been important, especially like you said, for the WNBA to kind of use our platform to speak on things that we're all passionate about, uh, uh, so for us, it's hard, but we still have time to talk about it. Um, I'm sure my teammates will want to do something, but it's also hard because it's our first one. So we don't know like what rules, you know, how strict they are, you know, what's going to happen if you break a rule. So um, sure. it's definitely something that we can talk about, but, you know, we'll see. Well, the heavy ball doesn't seem to be a problem for you, at least with, with, the, <laughs> with this guy. You guys are on fire right now. Is that that Candace Parker player, she seems to have a, she seems to be pretty good, huh? Yeah, she's not bad. She's she's not bad. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what's, it, what's it been like playing with her? Uh, it's been awesome. I mean, she's just, she's wise in her ways. Like, um, you know, she'll always kind of teach us stuff whenever we're doing things. Um, you know, the, our coach will, will coach us, but then she's also kind of coaching us on the side. Um, so she's just really knowledgeable when it comes to the game and then playing with her, she spaces the floor. Well, she can post up well, you know, she does everything well, uh, really good. So it makes it, makes the game kind of come easier. It seems like there's a lot that she does off of the court. I mean, is, is she someone that you can lean on to kind of pick her brain a little bit about various situations and scenarios, or maybe she offers up advice without you? I was going to say that. I was like, I don't even need to pick her brain. She's, she's more of an offer. Uh, she'll, <laughs> she'll kind of tell us uh, really however she thinks or what she thinks in a situation all the time, but it's never, um, 
uh, what's the saying? It never falls on deaf ears. Like we all want to listen. We all want to hear, you know, what she has to say because we know she knows the game so well. We know she's extremely uh, smart. All right. You got to tell me, cause I did talk to you like right as China shut down and they sent you home, right? Oh. right? When you were playing there and there was some weird virus that was going on, whatever, no big deal. And then obviously everything ended up getting shut down. Can, can, give me, do you have like a, a fun, like quarantine story or anything? Did you, did you pick up any skills? Did you just binge on Netflix? Kind of, how did you ride out those first few months? Oh my gosh. I did everything. <laughs> I, gosh, what didn't I do? I learned how to cut. I mean, not learned. I've cut hair before, but I cut my sister's hair. I cut my brother's hair. Um, I got a waxing kit. So I did people's eyebrows and stuff. Um, a lot of self, you know, like maintenance. I cut my own hair all the time. Uh, we got into art. I started doing Legos. I just, there was a lot of time to kill. Um, so for us, it was just finding anything that we could. Were you able to get touches on a ball? Did you have a, a hoop you could go to or a gym you could go to at all or no? I didn't have a gym. We have a hoop outside, but I mean, I was, I had COVID for the first month and a half. So that killed that. And then after that, it was just finding workouts. However, we could, my family, we built an entire gym in our basement because both my brother and I, like we needed to work out. So it's a lot of money spent on Amazon uh, sure. to make that gym. <laughs> sure. All right. So how, how can people follow you, follow your journey, uh, either in the WNBA or or with team USA? Oh, everyone, big mama, Steph, always. It's my Instagram and Twitter. I believe I don't use Twitter that much. So Instagram, the WNBA is going to go on a break during the game. She'll rejoin this guy when she returns from Tokyo immediately after the competition ends next week. We'll talk with a member of the U S women's soccer team. They're trying to flip that 2016 bronze to gold in 2021. I'm Ryan Burrow with Quest for Gold. We'll see you then.